This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I'm just fine this lovely morning. It's um, Thursday morning as we're at Thursday afternoon and it's raining. <sighs> and it's okay. It is? Uh, yeah. I, I don't know why. This morning when I woke up, it well, it was, wasn't raining when no, I woke up. It was, was it? sunny, yeah. and then I watched it kind of deteriorate. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, you know what? It, I just feel like it's a good kind of day to have a rainy day. Well, it is, but it's also good well. when you're home under the covers or well, something. Well, that's yeah, that was hard getting out from under the covers. I, now, see, <laughs> uh, I had an early meeting this morning. I didn't have any problem today getting up, but again, it wasn't like this. When it's yes. raining, you just kind of want to cuddle a little more. You know what I mean? Yeah, Not that yeah. I'm cuddling with anyone. I'm sleeping oh, alone. You know what I'm saying? We, but this still, is more information than we yeah, need. Yeah, I know, but I'm just putting that out there so it didn't <laughs> seem like I had someone there, you know? You never well, we all know. assumed it when you said that. <laughs> Didn't you think? <laughs> of course. Dion, did you think I had someone there cuddling in the morning? I was hoping at least a cat. There, I know. And see, nothing. <laughs> nothing. Zero. No dogs, no cats, no men, no nothing. <laughs> Except my pillows, which I love. But anyway. Oh, um, Lord. All right. <laughs> of course, that's of my own doing, just so we know. On yes. All ends. Oh, of course. Here we go. Of no course. cats, no dogs, no men. Yes. So we understand. <laughs> At least in the, in the sleeping part, you know what I mean? Thank you. This yeah. is way going okay. well, far more than it's what just... we need to talk about. Yeah, and Sue Henry's standing behind us doing <laughs> something, and she's saying, right on, baby. Come on, Sue. Say, right on, baby. Right on, baby. <laughs> See, she's loving this. So anyway, um, oh, um, we have God. a big announcement to make. What do we have to say? Oh, you I have to hear it. this was so good. Friday night. We are at the Scranton Cultural Center for the big gift, or I mean drawing, the, the, the raffle, the drawing party for the 100 for 100 raffle party at the Cultural Center. The top prize was 10 grand, the next one was 5 grand, and the next was 2,500. 2, so they were the three top cash prizes, and there were 100 other prizes to give away that were valued at least at $100 or higher. So that you had a very good chance of having an additional 100 people win something of the same value you purchased the ticket for, which was $100. So Friday night was the event, and we were sitting there. And about 8 o'clock, it started at 6, about 8 o'clock, we were seated at one table, like long tables. And Patrick A. DiNapoli and Lynn and I and Meyer and the Pilches were sitting at one side of the table listening to the announcements. So the first one pulled was pulled by my brother Jim. Well, they actually pulled them first when they when they came in. Two people knew who the winners were all night. But my brother Jimmy was a sponsor, um, Cadden Brothers Beer Distributors. So they were a sponsor. So Jimmy wasn't able to announce the first winner. And that first winner was Aaron 
Malloy Marcinko, which was great. I'm like, oh my God, yay, Aaron won. That's terrific. So the next winner was um, Timmy Doherty at $5,000. And so they're like, okay, the next winner. And they said, and we think this person, because the other two weren't there. And they said, we think this person's actually in the house and we're sitting there. And all of a sudden, it was some woman announced from, I can't know, I'm trying to remember where she was from. Where was she from? I don't know. And anyway, she said, and the winner of $10,000 is Lynn Evans. Yay! <laughs> yes, so, yes, Dion. Lynn won the top. No way. Yes. Yes, yes, I did. I did. I did. Isn't that wonderful? Can I borrow at least oh, $10,000? This is the reason why no, we wait. said She said, no, I'm not talking about know. this on the show. I go, yes, we are, because you just now have 300 people who know you won. Oh, the hell with yes. it. We're talking about it. So that's it. So, and, and she automatically, I said, as your radio partner, you borrowed $5,000 from me last week. You what? owe it back to me. <laughs> So, as Yo, your partner, no. and then Peterson's trying to hone in on it because she's saying, I sold her the ticket. Yes. It's like the lottery. I should get some money for being the seller of the ticket. And I would tell her she has to go back to the cultural center to get that money. Yes. <laughs> no. So, anyway, hooray, hooray, hooray. Could not be more thrilled because I knew everyone who won, so it was kind of oh, neat to see that. But it was so wonderful. And, of course, Lynn jumped right out of her seat and grabbed that check faster than fast. I'm just telling you. And Patrick's Patrick said, what's going on here? What happened? What just happened? <laughs> I said, Patrick, you just won $10,000. Now what are you going to do? We're going to Disney World. Right. Yeah, right. So yeah. anyway, um, it was great. It was great and it was wonderful. Johnny, do you have a clapping machine that we can go yay and clap sometime during this segment? <laughs> But anyway, so we were very happy. So are you down off your cloud? I w that was over on Saturday morning. Well, exactly. Now, see, I would have been, and I still am. It's like I won, and I'm still carrying on almost a week later. And then I said, you know, when we go over to Posh, which we did, you're treating. You just mm -hmm. won $10,000. Mm -hmm. I said, well, then, you know, taxes deducted. What is it? So, of course, being the financial person, she knew exactly how much, to the penny, how much she would actually make after taxes. Yeah. I did. I know. <laughs> I did the math. Yeah, so it was fine. But I still don't have a check. I know. I'm kidding about yeah, that. You're not I, getting it either, just so you know. Oh, okay. It was all a big it hoax. Just, it, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. But anyway, sure. congratulations to Thank our you. Lynn Evans on a wonderful... Mm -hmm. did, are you ever lucky like that? Like, yes. Do you ever? I sit, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I forget who was asking me that. I think it was Meyer asked me that question. And he said, do you ever get, win a lot of the things? I said, I do. I win a lot of... Things like that, where you go someplace and you buy the 50-50 uh, stuff. Yeah, you win the 50-50, yeah. I very often do. Mm -hmm. Or if I'm sitting at a table with people, someone at my table always wins. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of there. So I think maybe I should go play the, uh, the big lottery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like 30 or 40 million. I know. I, I love I it. think that might be the one I need to do. But it really was a good, it was a good day and a good night and they did well. And so thank you to everyone who's listening, who participated, who bought a ticket, who uh, did whatever they did because it was a great night for them. So did you, uh, did you hear what Aaron, um, Spicer said to me later? No. She said that she they knew already right. in the earlier in right. the evening who won. And she said all night long she, she couldn't was, look at you. She, she could said. not look yeah. at me because she was afraid that it, it would be obvious by looking at her. So then 
Dan Santanello kept talking to me about these things, and he said, you know, it's just, I think that when people win things like this, they really should not give it back to the organization that gave it to them. And I said, don't worry about that, you said. No, I said, actually, I was thinking that I might do that because I said, it's not money that's mine. He said, well, that's wrong. That's just wrong because you, you, if you, he almost said, when uh, you yeah, win this. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, yeah. It was so funny but to see him I don't think he knew. Yes, he said, did. Did he? Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't think he knew. Yeah, I he thought did. it was just coincidental. Mm-hmm. But I get what his point is, that it is, I, do I mean, too. that's why people want it, not to feel obligated yeah. to give back. Although, I have to tell you, anytime I won a 50-50, I always give it back to the organization. Oh, I mean, that's oh. only a couple bucks, but I just always do, because it just, it's nice. But I get that. These big prizes like this, no, then people want to say, hey, if I know her and she won, I'm going to take a risk and take a chance next year and do the same thing. Okay. Well, if that's what it does, then that's great. Yeah, so I mean, people so much. know me. That's... They know I won. Yeah. So I went over to Rosie and, and Don Broderick yeah. after that, and I said, here, you can just touch me because I'm very lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so did you touch her before you walk out with the on-air sign on? She's touching her. There she oh. goes. Nice. Oh, there you yay. go. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Yay. Otherwise known as Sue Henry, the Sue Henry Show, every morning from 9 to 12. So many plugs. What there you good? go. See? You better plug us next time. I you can talk. Sure t- <laughs> anyway, um, we love our Sue. But, um, but yeah, it's terrific. So good job there, Lynn. Thanks. Good job. So do you want to know what I what I want to do with it? You're going on a vacation, yes. you told me. I said you're going to Disney World. No, I'm not. I'm not going <laughs> to joke. Disney. I, I do love the place. Do though. you? It's a lot, oh, it's a lot uh, of fun. It's, it's good for it's adults, work. too. It's Lots work. of good things. Anyway, no, I think what I want to do is wait until February when, it, when it's really, uh, really, really cold and rain, not raining and snowing and yucky. And then I want to go to Turks and Caicos. Really? Yes. Okay. That's what I want to do. I want to go to an island that I have not been to. All right, I'll let you go. And I've t- thank you. And I've been told that it's uh, it's a fabulous, fabulous place. So okay, that's my that's my thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I did real quickly last night? What? I was a which I do. I told you every month we do that from CHS and ECTV and the and the Lackawanna County Medical Society do a show on ECTV about some type of medical subject and mm-hmm. the doctors are on. Last last night we did it in conjunction with the Scranton, the Abington Community Library and had um, people in the audience while we had Scott Constantini who's a behavioral health specialist, director of behavioral health at the Wright Center and uh, Dr. Bill Dempsey who's with the Wright Center who actually was an ER physician for many, many, many years and we had it um, broad, you know, marked it, the taping and it was up at the library and it was wonderful so I have to just give a big shout out to everyone who came out because it was great to see everybody and that people showed up because it was about um, op- the opioid abuse in our mm-hmm. in our town and it was, you know, could it be lurking in your home and what you can do within your home to stop, you know, hopefully that a little bit from control with what you have from happening. So it was a it was a good show and it was it was nicely attended. And how did the walk go? 
Well, the walk we talked about last month, but it was great. great. Yeah, it was all great. And we, and you know, it was nice about the at the um, event, which I liked. We saw Mm -hmm. the um, uh, Jean Tallarico was there, who was our um, the um, assistant district attorney, no longer in that position, but it was he showed up to hear about it, and also. um, Paul Keeler, who is the um, magistrate up in the Abington. So that was kind of nice because these guys know a little bit about what's happening. So to have them in the audience um, was neat, too, just to, to, to be part of that because the abuse is so is horrible. So um, but it was a really good conversation. So anyway, I get to the point everybody. where I look all the time in the obituaries to see the younger people who die, and they never say why. And I think that it's interesting to me to see how many of them probably probably were victims of drug overdoses. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. It's yeah. almost one a day. I know. It's terrible. But that was nicely pointed out uh, and and the things that are happening here by both Scott and uh, Bill Dempsey um, and what is going on. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We will be right back. You're listening to The Laurie and Lynn Show. Here's Laurie and Lynn. Good morning. Good morning. Do you have a name? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to start. No, I'm Laurie Cadden. I'm the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, <laughs> which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And my name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. And I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women. Available on Amazon.com. Thank you. And we have a, one of two guest experts mm-hmm. with us today. Um, at this point, we're going to talk to Dr. Dion Ferguson, who is with the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. And a little bit about her. She's a small animal internal medicine specialist. And she, I believe, Dion, you were one of the original doctors when uh, Nicole opened the place. Pretty close. Not yeah. not there when it opened, but, yeah, but I think I'm you've uh, been there one a of the dinosaurs now. Right? now. Yes, How you long? are. How long you <laughs> yeah. Five years. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There you go. Then you're a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. But that's not, that's a big animal. So that's, or <laughs> oh, that's a very big animal. Not an animal. What are they? I don't know. The reptiles, the, weren't they? Yeah. Sort of, yeah. 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 I guess we're not sure. Don't we know. don't know what they were. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, one of the things I, I talked to uh, Dion about was that I, I think when you say that you're a small animal internal medicine specialist, people hear it like it is the same thing as what my... I want to use this, the analogy of what we do in human medicine, that it's the same as my primary veterinarian. And I don't think that's right, but I want you to explain to, to the people who are listening, why is that different, what you do, why is that different than what their veterinarians do? Yeah, a lot of people don't really understand what I do. <laughs> yeah, including um, you, right? <laughs> Uh, specialty in veterinary medicine is still so very young when compared to human medicine. I mean, in human medicine, there are people that are surgeons that only do one specific type of surgery. You know, it's so super specialized. Um, we're not there yet. I don't know if we'll ever be to that level, but, um, you know, it's, it's come a long way in the advancement in medicine and small animals. First of all, specialist, um, is a term that you can't really use lightly. A specialist um, is a veterinarian that, first of all, they started out by 
going to vet school and becoming a doctor. And then after that, they decided that they wanted to do one specific thing, much as a human cardiologist would do. Um, and so the next step after that is usually an internship, which means it's a year of working under other specialists of all kinds of groups. So um, working in surgery, working in emergency, working um, with oncology, radiology, all kinds of different groups that you work under to kind of get a broad knowledge. Um, And then you go into what's called a residency, which is usually three years um, of just doing what it is that you want to do um, or working with a couple of other specialists that are also involved in your area. So internal medicine, is under what's called the College of Internal Medicine. It's ACVIM, the American College of Internal Medicine, um, which includes just general internal medicine, cardiology, oncology, um, and neurology. Um, so it's a lot of the those terms people are familiar with. Um, and basically, internal medicine, which is what I do, I'm not a subspecialist, I, I had to know all that stuff. Um, so internal medicine is oncology, it is cardiology, it is neurology, but it's also endocrinology. It's um, you know kidney disease, liver disease, diabetes, hyperthyroidism, all those kind of things. Um, but in veterinary medicine, internal medicine is also really focused on non-invasive advanced diagnostics. Um, so I what does do, that mean? I do a lot of ultrasound mm-hmm. um, and I do a lot of endoscopy. So like people God. get the colonoscopies and stuff uh-huh. like that. So basically diagnostics I can do to get you biopsies or look inside the inside the animal without having to go to surgery or something where they're going to have to recover and do all that. So it's it's really kind of cool stuff when you think about it. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, I mean, I, I, I treat cancer, I treat diabetes, um, you know, I treat immune disorders, so blood disorders, things like that. Basically what what happens is um, you have your primary care veterinarian, like your primary care doctor, um, who f- finds something wrong and either they're they're too busy because a lot of a lot of general practitioners see a lot of cases their their appointments are 15 minutes Uh in a lot of practices you know they're just (laughs) doing a physical exam making sure everything's good giving the you know whatever preventative care you need trying to catch things but my appointments are usually an hour and a half where i'm sitting down i'm going through everything you know a really thorough physical exam all the records of the whole years of records on the pet, blood work, um, you know, diagnostics, trying to really get to the bottom of what's going on. So, you know, maybe the general veterinarian uh, doesn't have the time, maybe they don't have the advanced tools, um, or the thing is, these are cases I see every day, and maybe they've seen five, but, you know, maybe I see five a week, because Mm -hmm. that's the idea of a specialist. Um, It's what they do every day, so there's no way, you know, it's, I say the same thing about me um, when I s- sometimes send them to an oncologist or something like that. You know, I can do some chemotherapy and some oncology, um, but I'll never be as good as an oncologist who does that every single day, all day. They're yeah. going to have more knowledge and expertise than I do. So how is that different from somebody who, well, first of all, I think in most cases, you're dealing with emergencies, so that when somebody comes in, you have to figure out what to do with them in the moment. You're the first one they see, right? 
Not usually. Um, I don't usually take in the emergencies. That's usually our emergency service, which is a completely different department. Okay. I mean, sometimes I have emergencies, but it's usually either through the emergency department, who's kind of figured out a basically, here's what's going on, here's where we need to go, it needs an emergency ultrasound or something like that. Or I might be dealing with your primary care doctor who says, you know, I've got this really sick cat. Can you get an ultrasound on it today to figure out what's going on? Okay. All right. So... In, in the scheme of things at the hospital, you would probably be somebody who would be more prone to have appointments yes. than someone who's an emergency. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay. Yep. So you can schedule appointments to come and see you, but generally it's not, they're not coming to see you as the first whatever I want to say, the first visit, that right. usually comes through the veterinarian, the yep. general practice It's usually something the primary care doctor picked up and okay. said, hey, this is what's going on. Or sometimes it's a second opinion where they're coming themselves just because, you know, maybe it's some really bad news and they just need to hear it again. Yeah. You know, they just yeah. need to make sure that, that it's right. You know, mm-hmm. Not because they don't trust their doctor, but sometimes people need that. They just need to hear it again from someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Make sure there's not some other options. So sometimes that's what we do. Um, you know, but a lot of times it's doctors sending patients because they say, hey, you need this and this is where you can go to get that. So do you do a lot of the, um, you mentioned that you do some of the diagnostic testing. Do you also do the MRIs there or somebody else we do, does yeah. the MRI? Yeah, we have we have an MRI that's available. Yeah. Um, it. The MRI, it kind of depends. Uh, some, sometimes it's used for surgery. Um, like spinal disease, things like that. If yeah. it's surgery on a disc, just like people can slip a disc, dogs can too. Um, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes we're it's more on my end where we're looking for a brain tumor or meningitis or something like that. Um, but yeah, that's also one of the things we do. Um, other things we do are joint taps, bone marrow aspirates. You know, basically any any kind of procedure that's not strictly surgery. You know, we try to find a way that we can avoid surgery if we can. You can't always avoid surgery, but, um, and sometimes surgery is what they need. Um, but sometimes, you know, it's, it's nice if there's a foreign body in the stomach and I can, and I can go down with the endoscopy and, and pull it out it. of yeah. the stomach and that, that lovable, dumb puppy, <laughs> you know, we love them, but it's like, why, why did you do that? Yeah, why did you eat that? But it, it's so much nicer to be able to send, you know, anesthetize the dog, yes. you know, 20, 30 minutes, and we're awake, over. we're ready to go home. And we're, they're not wearing a cone on their head. There's no cone, there's right. no painful incision. <laughs> you know, picking up radar signals. We love when we can do that. Yeah. You know, anything yes. that we can do to make things easier on the patient, that, would, that makes us happy. So how many years, uh, not years, I'm sorry, how many uh, patients, if you want to call it that, in a week's time would you see? Oh, it depends on how busy we are. Um, I would say usually somewhere around hmm, 40, 20 mm-hmm. to 40, just depends. Um, you know, because it, it, it can get very slow at times and it can be very, very crazy mm-hmm. at times. Um, yeah. Do you have seasons? We do. And what are the seasons? We do. It's really weird. Like um, <laughs> Fourth of July probably is a bad time. For and things, work. yeah, and things come in groups that you wouldn't even yes. think would come in groups. Um, like we'll we'll be like, what's what's with kidney disease this week? We're seeing, or what's with we had last week was Yellow Dog Week. So jaundice. What? <laughs> we had five dogs come in 
five or no five and one double? every day and two one day because i'm four days a week yes coming in just yellow and <gasps> sick 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 and wow. we're like okay this is ridiculous like every morning we had were one. they from the same location of town no i mean i think a couple of them had the same disease but some of them you know probably one of them definitely was cancer yeah. um you know i think a couple of others were were an infection called leptospirosis um because both of those dogs had been outdoors and perfectly healthy and then got seriously ill very mm-hmm. quickly. Um, but it's funny. Things things happen like that. I mean, there's obvious things like heat stroke's going to be in the summer, but there's also things like that where you're like, is something blooming? What's going on? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then around school time, it's like all the dogs get really, really healthy. <laughs> when school starts, it seems like all the cats and dogs get super healthy because no one's coming. And then when school settles down, then, it, you know, then I mean, in. people get busy and distracted and then sometimes it's the opposite too i mean i remember when i was working emergencies as an intern because again as an intern you do everything to kind of get a little broad education Mm -hmm. and thanksgiving was crazy busy and you'd have people come in like oh yeah well this is our dad's dog he just looks terrible you know we're just (laughs) we're just home for the holidays and like you know who wants to sit in an emergency room with your dad's old dog Thanksgiving. but it's like is your family that bad that you had to get away yeah exactly (laughs) some people might welcome right Mm -hmm. that's probably the pool Uh i mean i'm guessing they saw the dog and you know you live with the dog every day you didn't notice how sick it was but it's just kind of interesting sometimes it's not what you would think you think thanksgiving would be quiet or it would be the dog who ate the turkey mm-hmm. leg or something but no it's you know he's lost weight over the past two years and here we are thanksgiving day to figure out why oh so. <laughs> and i have to say too i think um dion um fits the term fits the 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 term of she is the um doogie hauser of the veterinary world because she looks like she's about 12 years old seriously oh, oh i get like, that all the time you it's do good you look like a little it girl is. It is. i promise you i do. didn't you're so adorable i, I yes. promise i'm not i'm not that i'm not well, as young of course as I you're look. not but you you are you really look so young yeah. which is a good thing so how can if anyone needs your services dion how can they get in touch with you uh, they can call uh, the hospital anytime. So that's the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center, 570-587-7777. Um, and during regular business hours, um, they can make an appointment. If it's after hours or if they're seeing the emergency service, then typically what they do is leave a message um, for an appointment to be scheduled the following day. Um, so our referral coordinators are really, really good about um, following up with people and making sure they get the care that they need. Okay. Um, or if they're sick enough, sometimes they just come in Pop through in. emergency and then they're there for me in the morning and we get right to them okay. um, and do whatever's needed. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on today. Thank you for having me. So that was, of course, Dr. Dion Ferguson, who is a um, wonderful uh, veterinarian, and um, just a and we said small animals as small we said animal, small animal internal, internal medicine specialist specialist. Whoa. <laughs> anyway, go. so thank you for that, and you guys stay tuned. We will be right back with another lovely uh, doctor, Dr. Barbara Plucknet. Here's Lori and Lynn. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Lynn Evans. I am the president and CEO of Northeastern Financial Consultants. We're a fee-only financial planning firm in Clark Summit. And I'm also the author of a book called Power of the Purse, Fear-Free Finances for Baby Boomer Women, available on Amazon.com. And our second guest 
expert this morning is Dr. Barbara Plucknett, who is the owner of Advanced Gynecology Associates in Scranton. Welcome, Dr. Plucknett. Good morning. How are you? Just fine, thanks. What are we going to talk about today? I understand well, you got something exciting to yeah. talk about. Yeah, so there's been a lot of uh, chat, as there usually is, about growth hormone, um, good and bad. You know, a lot of people, you know, hear the word growth hormone and they think, oh, that's illegal, that's not good. Um, the athletes always say, oh, that is good, that makes us feel better, it enhances our performance. So I thought we would just talk about, you know, what is growth hormone and, and how can we try to improve our own growth hormone levels and then ultimately how are some other people improving their growth hormone levels um, with medications and things. Okay. So growth hormone is a, a hormone made by our pituitary gland in our brain, which is where most of our hormones come from. Um, it obviously helps with growth, hence its name. But I think that the, the some of the functions of growth hormone that people aren't as familiar with are that it helps with muscle and bone growth. It helps with sugar and fat metabolism. Um, it helps with body fluid regulation. So, And it also helps with cell regeneration. So it maintains healthy tissue um, in general, including tissue in the brain. So it's a very health-promoting type of hormone. So human growth hormone is made in our pituitary, gets um, put into the bloodstream. It goes to our liver where it's converted into growth factors. Um, and so when people are tested for their levels, we actually test for this growth factor, which is called IGF-1 or insulin-like growth factor factor one and that's actually what's more measurable um, the human growth hormone itself is not easily measured in the blood um, and so we look at the levels of the growth hormone and its binding protein to tell whether you're at a low or a high place so synthetic human growth hormone was approved in 1985 for use in children and adults with short stature. Obviously, this is a growth hormone. It was, that was the obvious use. It was also used for cases of people that had short bowel syndrome. They'd had surgery and it had been removed um, or if they'd had brain tumors or muscle-wasting diseases. So those are more obvious causes. But the most common uses of growth hormone are not FDA-approved because people use it for other things, which we'll talk about. So just with, as with most hormones, um, human growth hormone will decline. The levels will decline with age. Um, and so some people think that if you can reverse your levels of human growth hormone, you can reverse age-related deterioration. So we could, re we could reverse aging. And, of course, anti-aging use of growth hormone is strictly prohibited. Um, so we, don't, we do not do that. It's illegal, and, and the FDA will track you down. So, again, the benefits of human growth hormone is it can, it can increase your muscle strength. It increases collagen in your muscle. Um, it gives you a better healing, so you get better metabolism with your bones. It repairs your wear and tear over time. It enhances weight loss. People really use, uh, you know, look forward to this side effect, this benefit of this uh, human growth hormone. Um, it enhances fat breakdown, and most importantly, it breaks down that visceral fat or that around your belly, inside belly organs fat, which is thought to be very dangerous because you can't always see the fat that lives around the internal organs as much as we see the fat on the outside. Um, it can decrease your heart disease risk, um, again, because it works through the cholesterol metabolism. Um, it, it can improve male sexual function because um, if you talk about sexual function, we talk about muscles. We are talking about increase in muscle strength. So I'm not going to use a lot of words on our radio show this morning, but we can think about how that might help. Um, more importantly, it can decrease obesity um, because it, um, it, it helps with the fat breakdown. 
So it improves mood and your thought process, your cognitive function. Um, so all of these things are, um, you know, very valuable to people, especially people that feel like they're aging and they're not as vital and vibrant as they used to be. Um, some of the things that we see as common symptoms in adults, we might see depression and anxiety. We might see hair loss. We might see a loss of sexual interest, a loss of muscle mass, a lack of memory, difficulty concentrating, thin skin, wrinkled skin, um, our triglycerides. That's part of our cholesterol. That might go up. Uh, we might see fatigue. Um, we could see, again, bad cholesterol reads with LDL cholesterol. We could see our bone loss, reduced bone density, which would fall into the osteopenia or osteoporosis risk. Um, and, of course, our weight, especially around our waist, would increase. So none well, of those excuse, things. Excuse me, but this sounds like a miracle drug. Yes. <laughs> I, and quite honestly... That's why people have such a vast interest in this human growth hormone. And that's why yes. people are struggling to get it. Because if you could fix all of those things, we wouldn't feel like we were aging. We would feel like we were exactly. more vital, like we were in our 20s and 30s and we were at our maximum um, efficacy and, and peak uh, effort there. So, you know, let's talk about some ways that we can increase growth hormone naturally, okay? Because that's always where we start. And I think okay. that some of the things, um, they're very easy. So. One of the things that I've been talking about was intermittent fasting, where um, we talked about how if we go uh, a period of um, 16 hours without eating, it, it has the ability of naturally increasing our growth hormone, and then we eat normally during the remaining eight hours. So, for instance, if you ate dinner at 6 o'clock at night the night before, you wouldn't eat again until noon, so you'd eat lunch. You would skip breakfast. And there's, um, okay. this has been shown to increase growth hormone. It takes a little while to get used to, but, but it's not so bad once you get used to it. Um, of course, proper sleep, because our growth hormone actually um, is secreted or made by the pituitary during our sleep. So if we're short-sheeting our sleep cycle, again, we're probably not making enough. So proper sleep, which is usually seven to eight hours. Um, if we talked about... Um, the fact that the hormone circulates through the liver, uh, make sure your liver's clean. So a liver detox, we, we briefly touched on that before. So liver detox really is removing any toxins in your environment and then resupporting your liver with the different supplements and things of that sort. And there's a lot of companies that make liver detox kits to make it easy for you. Most detoxes are at least seven days or 14. I've seen some as many as 21 and 28, but the idea is to clean up the liver. There's a lot of science out there behind high-intensity exercise. So you're, you're really doing what they, um, they call it high-intensity interval training, HIIT um, training, where you, you do brief periods of time where you really get your heart rate up and then you let it calm down and you do this over and over again. Um, it doesn't have to be for prolonged periods of time. It's really more the intensity. And that has been shown to increase growth hormone. There are various supplements on the market, glutamine being a very popular one. Glutamine is um, in a powder or a capsule. It's usually um, helpful for the gut. We've talked about that for healing our leaky gut. Um, but glutamine actually will also help growth hormone. L-arginine is another supplement that you can take to help your growth hormone. Vitamin C, which will help us, of course, as we're going into the winter months, with hopefully preventing some colds and illness and things of that sort. And finally, GABA, which is a uh, uh, GABA, it's a non-protein amino acid, which helps with calming of the brain, but it also helps with increasing growth hormone. So there are a lot of things that you can do to try to increase your own growth hormone more naturally. There are also things on the market, not human growth hormone, but things that are similar to 
um, that can stimulate release of growth hormone. Um, these are growth hormone releasing peptides uh, or um, sec- they're called secretagogues, which means um, they're similar to, um, they, make, they make your body secrete this growth hormone. And these medications, um, you know, work by various ways. They, they tell the brain to go ahead and make more growth hormone. Um, one of them is an injection um, daily, and the other one is oral. Um, the idea behind them is, though, you have to be very careful with these things. The body is very well at balancing itself. And so when you start giving it something that it needs, but you give it in excess, it tells your brain to turn off the production of that hormone so that if you were to stop giving it what it needs, your body would forget how to make it on its own. So we have to be careful that we don't do what this is called a negative feedback loop, where we get too much of this looks like growth hormone substance. So the brain thinks, oh, I have enough growth hormone. I'm not going to make any more of my own. And then when you stop taking that looks like growth hormone substance, you're really going to be in trouble because the body doesn't even know how to make its own any longer. So they want things that come in that look a little bit like growth hormone, but not done in excessive doses so that your body still knows how to make its own growth hormone and you're just supporting it. And so there's a couple of products on the market um, that um, come through different supplement companies. Um, one is called Sarcotropin, um, which is um, under the category of growth hormone releasing peptides. But this is an oral powder, um, very well studied. It's been available for several years now, um, and that has been shown to truly help you increase your own levels of growth hormone while not feeding back a bad message to the brain to turn it off. So a lot available out there for us to get rid of our depression, our hair loss, our decrease in sexual function, our decreased muscle mass, and all of those, that laundry list of things that I gave you. Mm -hmm. Um, There are many ways to try to improve that so that we can stay as vital as possible as we get through those aging, as I will say, years. Well, isn't this, how does this differ than what we hear about all the time uh, with professional athletes being uh, checked for these substances in their system? This is exactly what that is. They are considered to be bad. They are, well, they're, they're not considered to be bad. They're illegal because they're not using it okay. for the right thing. They're not bad. They're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing. So they're looking for the actual human growth hormone injected into their system. But they're not short-statured people. They're not short people. They're not people that actually need growth hormone. They're simply, they're simply getting it because they're, they want to increase their muscle strength. They want to increase their performance. Okay. So it's mm-hmm. illegal to use a medication for that purpose. It's almost like a, a side effect of the medication that's benefiting them. So when, they, when they, they look for doping of the athletes, they're checking for human growth hormone that's been injected. So... We're not talking about, we, I would never use human growth hormone. I'm not in that field. I don't treat people with that, uh, that indication. But I certainly could help people, um, you know, with the natural ways of increasing growth hormone. And then with the alternative options for um, encouraging your own growth hormone levels to go up, but never giving human growth hormone exactly. Okay. So isn't there something, though, that's out now on the market that it's, it's a pill? That is con- that is considered to be the human growth hormone. It's promoted all the time. I see it all the time in the health magazines and right. women's magazines. Right, and that's where you're seeing all of that stuff. So um, I, I'm just going to say very carefully, be very, very cautious 
when you're dealing in the market of growth hormone because it is considered to be illegal if it's true growth hormone. And most of these are black marketed mm-hmm. um, drugs and or, um, you know, that you should not be using them for that purpose. Um, it's, it's a taboo subject. We don't, when somebody comes in and they say, I want to know about growth hormone and how do I get it? I let them know very distinctly that it's illegal to use it if you're not, um, you know, what the FDA says you are, short and or short bowel or things of that sort. Um, right. You, you want to make sure that you're doing things that don't actively give growth hormone back to your brain so that you don't shut off your own production in the long run. Well, it kind of sounds like the fountain of youth um, that everybody's been searching for. And, you know, people, a lot of people do very well on the, on the, on the um, different supplements and medications. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they do see better sleep and weight loss and fat loss, and they feel better and they're stronger. And, and these things actually are true. So that's why people want this. But then once you start taking it, you have to keep taking it, right? Yes, because, again, your brain levels are going to decrease as you age. So it's, it's yeah. dependent on, you know, what program are you going to use, how often are you going to use it, and how are you going to stay on it. Um, people certainly aren't going to want to use injections daily for the rest of their life. Um, mm-hmm. You know, some people use it as weight loss. Some people do use it for performance. Um, ideally, there's this phenomenon of cycling. So you take something for a while, and then you stop taking something for a while to let your body readjust, and then you go back on it again. So that you're doing, you know, three months on, three months off, three months on, and there's not as much of that need to stay on a medication because the body is still able to produce its own. Okay. Well, (laughs) that's interesting. It leaves, I think, a lot more things uh, in question than it really does to help satisfy um, a, a quick answer to was it a good thing or a bad thing. And I'm not saying that that's your fault. I'm just saying I think it's the nature of what this is, that it just hasn't really been explored enough to know whether or not some of these things are good. Some of this, I mean, I think all of us would like to have all those things you talked about before, have those things all corrected. Correct. Everything would be wonderful. But the reality is that you're, you're paying a price for that in the sense that your body uh, is really not used to that because that's not the natural order of things. Right, right. And that's why so, I think that natural ways in increasing growth hormone are viable because those are things that make more sense. You know, sleeping mm-hmm. appropriately, high-intensity exercise, intermittent fasting, those things aren't going to negatively affect you, but they will right. help you keep your growth hormone in a good place. Glutamine is a wonderful supplement. It helps the gut. It helps many things. Again, not something that you're going to become um, accustomed to or addicted to or something of that sort. So I think that the natural remedies leave you a lot of leeway while increasing your growth hormone. It's when you start getting into supplements specifically designed to raise growth hormone that you really need to think about what is your longevity with that program. Okay. So tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. So we are located across from Regional Hospital. Our phone number is 570-344-9997. Or you can find us on the web at drbarbaraplucknett, P-L-U-C-K-N-E-T-T dot com. Uh, We would love to see you. We can certainly, you know, assess if we need growth hormone. We can go over natural things first, obviously, uh, to see if we can help you improve your own uh, levels naturally. Sounds very good. Thank you so much, Dr. Plucknett, for being our guest expert this morning. And for all of you out there, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.